Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, It becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Cheryl Mathis to the show today. Dog lover, motivational speaker, founder of Fetch a Date, which is an app for single pet people. What a fascinating idea. And we're going to explore that in our show today. Cheryl's an experienced presenter in front of a crowd as a former TV news live shot reporter, commercial actress, and spokesperson for the big name companies at trade shows. She's been featured on Fox and Friends, ABC News Now, Animal Planet, Bravo, E, Sirius, and many other media outlets. Cheryl's also interviewed business owners in the pet industry, dog lovers at events and on the street, and celebrities on the red carpet. She's a founder of Fetch a Date the dating mobile app where pet lovers meet. Speaking with her is an opportunity to find out what she's learned as a relationship expert. And we're going to talk about that as well as her book, Leashes and Lovers, What Your Dog Can Teach You About Love, Life, and Happiness. It's a great pleasure that I present Cheryl to the show. Welcome to the show, Cheryl. Hey, thank you, Jason. I'm so thrilled to be talking with you. And, and I'll just say this for the record. We met through podmatch.com. I always like to call them out and appreciate where we, where we get our uh, connection from, but I, I, I love your pro, I love your information. I love your your positivity, and I love the fact that you can take something very important right now, which is we have a lot of scared, uncertain people in this world right now, and they might have a, a, a pet that they that's their significant loved one that kept them through this crisis that we all live through, right? And you can offer them an opportunity to learn more about themselves through their relationship with their pet. I yeah. love that. 
And it is so important, especially Fetch a Date is for singles. It's a dating app specifically for people who are pet lovers. And as you were just talking about, we found out during the pandemic that people really were turning to pets. You know, we're, people were especially lonely. We weren't able to go out and hug one another, but um, they could hug on their pet or get a pet. And it was a record time for people to go out and clear out the shelters, which was so exciting, you know, adopt pets, rescue one, buy one, however it was. It was just so wonderful to see, you know, of course I was thrilled because it just meant that many more people were, became animal lovers. And already right now we've seen 55% of the singles in the United States are pet owners. I love that. Um, but like, yeah, and that was even pre-COVID, that stat. <laughs> so I can't even imagine now, you know, I'm I'm hoping it's up to 65%, 70%, but um, especially of the singles. And because it does get lonely and we were all getting very lonely in the last year and a half and, you know, it's kind of going back and forth and that. So, um, but you're not lonely when you have something to cuddle with that's furry. And <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I, I love dogs. And I told you before we started the interview, I'm a, I'm a bird daddy. I have two parrots. And yeah. everything you talk about with dogs, though, in the house and everything like that, I had just having a noise from my bird when I get up in the morning to greet me, like they'll make a certain noise or they'll act a certain way. Like dogs are the same way, but having that kind of animal energy in your life, I feel like really helps to heal you. It helps ground you. It helps make you feel like you have more of a purpose than just being solitary and by yourself. And I highly recommend dogs and animals mm-hmm. and, and, and developing those relationships are so pivotal for us. And I, I could see where Fetch a Date would be such an amazing concept. How did you come up with the concept of Fetch a Date? So it started when, I, well, I had pets growing up and a whole menage of pets from rabbits to dogs and frogs that we would catch. I mean, we turned wildlife into (laughs) into our pets. Um, But as an adult, when I was out there in the working world, I didn't really have time to have a pet. And then years into being married, I just woke up one night with like anxiety ridden. And I, I just blurted out, like, I have to have a dog. (laughs) Uh, So, and at the time I was living in New York city of all places And so, and I said, and it had to be a greyhound. And I looked for rescue groups and how I would go about getting one. And I found one uh, that had come off the racetrack in Connecticut. And uh, this rescue group had various ones. And I kind of explained to them, I said, well, I probably need one that's not going to be, you know, feel like this city is just uh, terrifying to them. So, uh, and this lady called me up one day and she sounded like this angel voice and said, I think I have the perfect dog for you. And I went and met her in Connecticut. And it really was like, um, when you were just kind of, you were explaining earlier, right? Like your soulmate or so. And I felt like I just knew it the moment I met her and we named her Shiraz. And she was just really like my, my spirit and animal too, of that, which I, this angel that came from me. Uh, and it just, she turned everything around. So until then I was auditioning a lot as an actress and booking commercials and that kind of thing. But I kept thinking like, I I would love to pitch a show. And as soon as I had Shiraz and I'm walking down the streets of, of New York city and all of a sudden New Yorkers became really friendly. Like they actually were stopping to talk to me and they were stopping to pet Shiraz and they had all these questions about greyhounds and, uh, and that's when I realized the epiphany happened. Oh my God, this is the world's best way to meet somebody, whether it's for a date or friends or whatever. So that's when um, I first pitched it as a TV show. 
to be all about um, introducing singles through their pets. And as I was pitching that show, I, and it's not so easy to just like get a TV show off the ground, but I thought, okay, what, what can I do in the meantime? So I just started throwing events and martini lounges and places like that. And these shishi bars in Manhattan and, and they would let people bring in their pets and I threw parties and that's kind of how it started. You know, interesting. I know, you know, I'm psychic, right? I wasn't sure if social psychic really meant, because I knew it had a social platform and I didn't know if you meant literally then too, that you were. I, I guess I'll say this. I was getting energy off you. I read energy. I'm also a lawyer and I do my podcast. So I have a mix of <laughs> three unique, weird odd mixes. As you were talking just now, I literally, when you were saying you were thinking about making it a movie, your idea, and I saw you on a YouTube channel with social media and introducing people to their pets with each other, like a matchmate. You know how they have those yeah. shows TV, like catfish, but this isn't a catfish. That's exactly what I want to do. I, you know yeah, what? that's, that's exactly what I want to do. Guess what? Don't don't walk away from that idea. I think you need to do a YouTube channel for yourself. And I think you should, you already have the acting background and all that, but I think you could create a pre-scripted series for yourself and get a lot of attention. It might go viral if you were to take your idea and put it onto a social media platform like YouTube or something. Yeah, you're right. And I just need to step into the action because it's something I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And you know, when you feel like something holds you back and you don't know why, like, why am I afraid to step into that? Because I've seen that for myself as well. And it's the way that I really do want to help people so that I, so I created the app. So now they can kind of go meet on their own, but I would love, I love being the one too to help introduce people to one another. And especially when it can be because of their pets. I mean, to me, that's just golden. That, that's oh, yeah. matches made in heaven. You know, also you could maybe do something and I'm just getting this to share with you. Okay. <laughs> I almost feel like you could do something to help place pets with elderly people on your social media platform too. Oh, wouldn't that, that be so sweet? I know. I would love that. This is what I'm picking up. People would write you. Right. And they would say, I have a grandmother who's 73 years old and she's housebound. And is if there's any way you could find her an animal, and then you would like do some type of a, like a, a human interest story kind of thing. Cause you're a reporter, you know what that's like. And I feel like you could make that all come together. I, I just like to be creative and, and intuitive. So that's what I'm picking up for you. Not to bring it up during the interview, but I highly recommend that you pursue that next year. Cause I think you'll have a lot of success with it. Yeah. I, I love that. And also, I mean, it's, it's been proven that animals do help people live longer. It lowers your blood pressure. It helps your heart rate, um, less anxiety. I mean, all the benefits of just an animal. So it's so ideal, especially as people age. I'll, I'll share this with, but my point in sharing that with you is I, I highly recommend you do it. Cause I, I think success will follow you with that. And I think you'll, you'll be glad it'll, it'll help you with branding. It'll help your fetch a date app. And it's going to also, you also have your books. You have so many different areas to build these things together. So one of the things I'll say is social media, whatever you can do to figure that out better, do that because that's your expansive growth for yourself. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Together. Yeah. It's going to bring everything together. I, I want to ask you this. Well, being an intuitive psychic, I've had people come to me about their pets and they say, oh, well, my pet, you know, grieving an animal. And it's, it's rough when you see your, you know, when you, when someone loses an animal. And I guess I want to ask you, have you uh, worked with people with the fetch a date kind of the fetch a, fetch a date app and that kind of thing where people lost an animal, but they're looking to have not only love in their life, but they're looking to have a, like another animal or building that relationship connection thing. Is there anything like that that you've ever had a work through in your capacity of what you've done with fetch a date and your book and everything. Is there anything like that you've seen in your history working on this stuff? Yeah. Well, I, I have a chapter even in the book that's all about when people do lose a pet and why it's so difficult. Uh, and 
Leashes and Love is the book as well, walks people through different stages of their lives. So there's a few chapters just on, right, if you're dating and how to meet somebody and what you would do. And uh, and then maybe they're actually living together or married. And then you realize you're fighting about the pet and everything. But um, but definitely the, the chapter, I would say the one on what, grieving and how the the loss that we feel and why it's so strong when we actually lose a pet, um, it was their loved one. Yeah, it is. It was equivalent, if not more. So I have a lady, uh, a quote from her and a story in the book about how she said she grieved more over her pet for days than she did when her own mother passed away. Um, and it wasn't anything to, it wasn't a statement about her relationship with her mother That's that good. it wasn't good. It was really good. It was just more that she was shocked how profound just losing this pet was. And I think it's because at a, and that's why I think it was also so important to have an app like this where people do connect be, based on their love of pets and because it really is at the forefront. It is a core reason as to finding your, your soulmate um, that they are accepting and, and also would love your pet. They don't have to be lovers of all kinds of pets, but your pet, <laughs> you know, if you have, or if you get one together, um, that you both, you know, because it, it really runs deep. And a lot of times the pets outlive, especially you have a parrot, those can live two years, right? Two. two. Okay. Yeah. They could, they could outlive you. Uh, double. Sure. Um, I want to share a story with you about that. Cause I have yeah. two birds. One's an African gray and one's a Sunchi Conyer. If you're a parrot lover, you'll know what I'm talking about. One's real loud. One's speaks well and very intelligent. But one can live 80 years and, and you know I'm not gonna Oh my it. gosh, 80 even. I was thinking yeah, I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put a provision <laughs> for either some one of my relatives' kids that aren't born yet or one of my relatives that's like under 20 right now to take care of that bird. Yeah, you my definitely have to put that in the will. But here's my here's my side note, and this is what I'll ask you about. Like my birds during the pandemic, obviously no one's been over here, but even <laughs> that, like I have a bird test. If I have someone I'm interested coming over, and if my birds don't take well. Guess what? I don't either because whoever's going to be with me has to be able to accept my birds. And mm-hmm. that's not even an issue I'm going to negotiate with because they helped get me through this pandemic. Right. And I want to ask you about that. Have you, what type of advice do you give to people who don't get like when they're, when they're trying to date people and let's say they have an interest in somebody, my birds, they give me warning signs. Like I could predict when someone, I, I'll invite someone over on, on like the third or fourth date. And if they, if they walk up the steps and like my bird's going crazy, I'm like, uh oh, warning sign. And usually that becomes a bad date or a bad connection. I, I find that they're protected with the energy. They and animals, dogs are like this too. Mm-hmm. They will know if you're in tune with that dog and with your with your loved one. <laughs> I feel like they know. They know they're protected. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I I completely agree. And I know that there will be some people who will say that's not true, what have you. But having done this for nearly 20 years now and firsthand being amongst hundreds of people who were telling me their stories um, and how much they look to their pet and their pet's energy and what their pet starts doing, how they start reacting around that person. Um, And that's kind of why I think, again, this is such an important uh, place for people to meet because I, I even call it like our insiders club. We get it. We understand um, that we do take the cues from our pets and, and they are giving us cues. Uh, you know, so I think, but the better relationship we have with our pet, we can understand more 
what's going on and why are they acting that way and what are they trying to clue us into? So, um, but I definitely, I've been around many, many people who would firmly believe that their pet is either going to accept that person or not, or they're giving them different vibes and, and they really do read our energy. I mean, that's kind of, that is what, uh, dogs in particular and cats will too, but they do feed off of, they can sense our energy. They can read it. They read our body cues. Um, They definitely will learn words that we teach them, but first and foremost, they're, they're reading our body energy too. So, you know, if we're looking to them, they're looking to us, I guess somebody's got to be more the leader, but, um, but they will sense uh, somebody else's energy and if it's a good vibe or not. You know, right in what you just said, I'll be the ambassador of parrots at the moment. <laughs> I'm not any dogs right here, but I'll say this. When I had a breakup two years ago, one of my parrots got out of the cage. I was on the couch. Like, you know, when you go through that breakup kind of thing where you're just sleeping and you're not doing much because you're just out of it, emotionally drained. Yeah. He got out of the cage and flew across the house and I was sleeping on the couch. And at 5 a.m. I woke up with her perched on my shoulder because she knew I was going through some type of distress. And we felt that bond with you. And this is a parrot. Right. You know, beaks, feathers, like people are afraid of them. They are highly intelligent. Highly intelligent, and, highly intuitive. Mm-hmm. When that happened, my negativity from the breakup was receded by the fact that I knew that my animal was so connected to me and was so protective of me that I, I was in awe. I was like, thank you, God, for having the ability of me getting this parrot and having this parrot during this pivotal moment. And the same thing with the pandemic. So anyone who goes through you know breakups or any type of life-changing event, I just think dogs, animals are the best thing for you because they give you the consistency through that shock, right? Yeah. And how about this? I'll raise this to you. What about the fact when people joke around that they look like they're, you know, you'll, you'll meet a friend who <laughs> dog and look like, you, you see the, the, the commercial on TV, even I think it's Geico or one of them has the guy with the long blonde hair. It's a new Right. Commercial. And it looks like the dog, the dog and they both they look, look like surfer like dudes. Yeah. What's your take on that? What have you found about people looking like their pets? I know that's probably. Oh, they do. They completely do. Um, to the point where, so I was in a show. Um, <laughs> oh, what was the one? It was like a makeover show. But uh, they wanted me, they, they approached me because they knew I was doing the parties and they said, can you get a pair together? We want to make over somebody who looks like their dog. <laughs> I hadn't, I did not have a hard time thinking of a zillion people that I could, but I did find, I ended up having this lady and her dog had freckles all over it. And then, and she has freckles all over her face and they had like the same tone of hair. I mean, it just happened again and again. I'd have a guy with jet black hair and he'd bring in his black lab. Right. I mean, and then to the point I do have a video it's in one of my, um, I made a lot of party videos as we did this and it was, uh, which celebrity does your pet look like? And so not only do, did a lot of people show up though, who look like their pets, but we even did the whole contest of, you know, what celebrity does your pet look like? And then we did the side-by-side pictures, even in the video. And it is hilarious because they also looked like, you know, there was one that looked like Zsa Zsa Gabor, right? And it was all this white hair that was a little high strung and um, another one that looked like Elvis. And, and they didn't even dress them up that way. It's just, they resemble them, but yes, they, it's, I think it's um, something we also proactively do subconsciously in a sense, when we pick out an animal, it's funny how we end up a lot of times picking something that resembles us well, to some degree. Interesting. You've raised the point. I was raised with a parrot from the time I was age three to the time I was 21. Mm-hmm. So that's where that affinity for birds comes from. It gets an exotic animal. They're exotic animals, but the bond that's there, the companion, you, know, compa- you always see the pirate commercial, the pirate movies with the bird on the shoulder. Right. 
for the pirates and stuff. I mean, there is value, so much value to having a pet. And and how did you come up with the concept of fetch a date? So once, uh, you know, when, when I felt like that day on this street in New York City and when people were approaching me and talking to me and when I knew that, OK, this could be the show um, and then I just kind of figured, well, if I can meet them now as friends, imagine what it could do, the doors it could open for people who are single. Uh, so that was pretty much it. So I started with the, the TV show idea. And so first I had the name, the name of Leashes and Lovers, but at the same time, probably about a couple of months after that, and I, and I don't know, it was one of those things that, you know, when they, you feel like a name just comes to you and you're not, you can't explain it as well. But I came up with the name Fetch a Date and also then Fetch a Mate and Fetch a Biz and Fetch a Friend. And again, we're talking almost 20 years ago. So I was fortunate at the time, all those domains were available. So I grabbed them all, but at the same time, I thought, well, but it's called Leashes and Lovers now. So what do I do? And I, and everybody's like, no, we love Leashes and Lovers. So I just kind of stayed with Leashes and Lovers for quite a while. And meanwhile, I was doing the events and parties. And so it was always kind of there in the back burner, but it wasn't until just recently, actually just February, I, I named Valentine's Day as the official launch day that um, I just pulled out that part of the, the dating aspect and turning it into an app. And so it's like, finally, yay, I get to use the name, <laughs> fetch a date. Uh, I yeah. I Can I ask you this? Mm-hmm. How, how has he, like, let's say I have my old dog or I'll have a new dog and I'm single, which I am. And let's say that I, I sign up with your date uh, or your, your app. What mm-hmm. would I expect? Let's say someone in the audience is curious. What's fetch a date like? What would it be like when they join? Or when they go on? So first of all, the thing that's very different about fetch a date from any other dating app that's out there is your dog is the one who's going to introduce you. So when you're you're getting ready to swipe, instead you're seeing people's pets first. And I purposely designed it that way because I do feel like it still is reminiscent to that day, that first day when I discovered on the streets of New York that I'm meeting people, I'm meeting people because they looked at my dog and they wanted to meet my dog. And then they said hi to me. So I thought that is the natural course. So people first see your pet, they'd be like, oh my God, he's got a black lab or whatever it may be. Right. And then, so they go ahead and swipe, right. So you're, you get swiped right on much more often, probably I love that. when you're pet, because it's, I always look at it too, like, oh, come on, who can swipe left on an adorable pet? Uh, so you're going to get more chances to be seen. They can also be, if, if they want to just swipe right and see if you're a match, you find out right away if you are. Or if you feel like, eh, I still want to kind of get an idea of who's really behind that pet, you can kind of just swipe up like you would on Instagram or so. And yeah. the pet leaves clues about you. So it says, you know, my owner loves to go hiking and sailing and whatnot. And so it tells a little bit more about you. So then they're like, hmm, okay, that sounds interesting. Now I'll go ahead and swipe right. Or if they're really not up for it again and truly want to just see, I want to see truly who's behind that before I go swiping. Uh, there is a blurred out picture of you with a question mark. It's a leash, but it looks like a question mark. They can just tap on that. And then they immediately see the human behind that pet. I'm looking at the app while you're talking and it says your wing pet makes the introduction. Yeah. Yeah. So I came up with the name wing pet Yeah, because it's like, right. You always have your, everybody wants their wing man, right. Or their wing person. 
Yeah. So they're your wing pet. They're really, they are making an introduction. They're kind of there to help you figure out something to say, even if they can't say, but you can have the conversation around the pet at first to break the ice. Could you imagine if someone who's single and has like social anxiety and has a hard time opening up to date, they, they listen to this episode and they think I have social anxiety, but you know what? I'm going to invest and get a dog for myself so that I can go on an app like fetch a date and I'm going to train my dog to be my wing pet and give me the opportunity to introduce me, you know, introduce myself to these people. And then I'm going to gain courage from that wing pet with me. It just sounds like such a cool thing, the concept. And if they don't have a pet right now, because I know a lot of people are in between pets, I call it no pet, no problem. (laughs) We have virtual pets in the app. We even have a parrot. They can pick a parrot. We have a horse, a turtle, a, a dog, a cat, tell, all kinds tell of me how that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. So instead, like uh you sound like you were in there. So you could switch over if you click on the pet's profile, it'll say at the bottom, uh, switch to a virtual pet. Or when you're signing up, if you say no, I don't have a pet, then you can pick from the virtual pets that we have. So we already have pictures in there and different ones you can you can choose. How does that work in the dating aspect of things? So say, let's say there's a, if you're a male and then there's a female, right. And you want to meet someone through the app, but you don't have a pet. So that would be your ability to appreciate them through their pet. and, and get to- Yeah. And so they still would see your virtual pet first. The pets always seen first. So whether it's a real pet or a virtual so, pet, you know, what's good about that. I'm thinking about this, the yeah. person that's looking at your profile and they look at your virtual pet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you asked me before our interview, what kind of questions do I ask? And I said, what kind of spirit animal are you and why? The reason I asked that question for my audience and for my show is to just see what the person would kind of describe themselves with the spirituality aspect, right? A virtual yeah. fetch a date is like describing to somebody how you see yourself with an animal, your connection. Exactly. It still represents, I feel like it's still an extension like of your personality. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I would pick a horse yeah. as my virtual pet, because even though I would never have a horse because to me, they're too much work, but I love horses. I think they're beautiful. They're so graceful. Uh, They're elegant. So I would have the horse be my virtual pet um, because it's just, I find them exciting, but there's other opportunities. Yeah. I mean, there's a pig in there, there's a snake. (laughs) Some people may think that's really cool. You can still read in uh, to a lot of a person's personality based on what they, yeah, what they have. And in terms of <clears throat> looking at fetch a date, where do you see the future of this going? You've had your book out, which I think is an amazing, I want to talk about that too in a minute, but where do you see the future of that? Do you, do you see it as a TV show? Maybe a reality show? I still would love that. I think it'd be so fun to follow people along, um, have the wing pets with them. And then I kind of would still be like the wing host, I guess. And then, you know, finding out from them, is it working out how I could help them have a better date prepping them in advance? Um, yeah, I, I just still think connecting people, I think is, is really the future of it. A, A true, true connections and real, real connections that are, um, worthy and solid, that, uh, you know, people would ha- make these for a lifetime and not just, you know, if, if they want to have one nighters and what have you, we're not the app for that. Because when a pet isn't, and it's funny, and I would get this a lot too, in all those interviews I did with the hundreds of people, 
they won't even, a lot of them said to me that they won't introduce the date to their pet until like maybe about the third date, because they said, well, I don't want to introduce my pet to him. And then it doesn't work out. Like that would be too upsetting to the pet. Yeah. I don't want them to get used to this smell or that this person's going to come around and then they're really not going to come around. Um, So it's, it's definitely much more of a, of the place where people are, are seeking real relationships. And that's what I'm so excited about because there's lots of other apps that they can go to for just, you know, having flings or very surfacey yeah. conversation. Oh, right? No one, no yeah. one needs to bring their pet into that. Yeah. This is not that this is all about, because I think that's, what's so awesome about pets in general too, is they teach us mm-hmm. how to have a real relationship because, you know, we have to be responsible to come home to them, <laughs> feed them, clothe them, shelter them. Um, and in return, they, you know, look at us in their eyes and just the, Love. Yeah, it's the love and it's the it's amazing how the oxytocin, you know, really does work when we stare into each other's eyes, that feeling that good, that feel good feeling that you get just by looking them in the eye and actually petting them is so rewarding. And that's, um, you know, that's what we hope to get then also with another human that we share our life with. During this isolation period called the pandemic, I work from home and you see me right now. This is where I do my legal job, my podcast, my psychic readings, whatever I do, right? I will stop during my breaks and I'll go around my corner and I'll open the door to my bedroom and I'll just go and visit my two birds because having that little break for a few minutes, even throughout the day, I feel like any animal, you know, having that connection and having Mm -hmm. that relationship where you can appreciate each other. I just think it's such like... Emotional support animals are huge, right? And I think any pet should be an emotional support animal, right? Because of the value they add to our lives and the, yeah. that they give us to feel more connected to, to each other. I think it's they an- are emotional support. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter what kind it is. It's whatever is oh. emotional support to you. Yeah. I love that. And um, what do you think from your perspective has been the most notable reaction you get from people who participate in fetch a date so far in the last six or seven months since you started the app, like what have you gotten as feedback from your, from your users? And and has there been any interesting kind of stories to share? Has anyone married each other yet meeting through fetch a date and have they had like the, the perfect, you know, the synchronicity there with their animal and each other. And they have like their mini Brady Bunch family with each other's pets. Like, have you seen like success stories yet where you take snapshots of the people and you put them up on the site and you're like, she met him through our app and look at their dog. It's perfect symmetry. I know. And I'm so excited for those days to come that, that I really hope people share more of their stories with me, but I know people are meeting. Um, it's been nice to see a lot of the reviews some of them are just fun and very uplifting. You know, a lot of them were like, finally, you know, this is what I've been looking for. Um, yeah. And then just seeing a lot of their motto. We, I have a place where you can put in a motto uh, and it's just really fun to, to see what people put down. Cause it's, there's obviously, you know, must love dogs, right? Like the movie, but to just also see a lot of the different ones that people will use. So they've, you know, I encourage everybody to get in there who's single and to just go through and look at a lot of people's profiles because they're interesting reads. And I love it when people, they really open up. Um, and especially, I think, I think there's something to be said too, about pet people. Um, a lot of them don't leave their profile just blank 
right? They want to share what they, the things they do with their pet and where they want to go and the activities that they've had or just something, yeah, they've gone through together or how their pet did help them get through something rough. But, um, but, but, you know, I just, it endears my heart because I just like there's such re- real and touching stories. Uh, the app is pretty young itself, so no marriages yet that I know of, <laughs> but that would have been pretty quick. Uh, but I have personally, I help put people together. And uh, so uh, I have put together some people and a couple, for instance, that even already had a baby. And so that's just really exciting. And they have a cat, you know, that they share amongst themselves. You don't want to share with you about this. We're talking about this. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think helps relationships become established with someone you don't know is where you can find a common interest that links you, right? The icebreaking kind of thing. So fetch a date is the major icebreaker, right? It's like, I can't think of a better way for you to create a common interest with somebody through the love of their animal or love of animals in general. Cause it takes a certain type of person spiritually connected to themselves and being balanced to be able to have that kind of a maintained relationship. Right. And mm-hmm. so from my vantage point, I want to ask you this, what have you found in your own personal examples in life, I guess, or your personal experiences working with people? What have you found that uh, like people, you know, who have dogs, how it's helped them become more vulnerable to each other, more open, more uh, sharing, not emotionally blocked or closed off. Have you found a correlation with dog owners, pet owners, and fetch a date, for example, the people that you work with, and even before you had the app, when you did your book, and just in your meetups and whatever it is you do, have you found that people with animals are more compassionate, more emotionally balanced, able to be vulnerable without fear? I definitely think they are. And I think that's why, again, I would like to refer to us as the secret society club, because we just get it with one another. And especially when I was doing a lot of the live events, people would come all dressed up, right? And dress up their pets too. And, but yet they would sit on the floor because they're petting somebody else's dog. Not everybody brought dogs of their own, but they would maybe had one at home, but wanted to come and knew that 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 would be the vibe of the night. And they were all just sitting on the floor and then they'd get up and move around. And there wasn't, you know, when you go to a lot of bars, it's like, if you didn't go with somebody, you know, your group of friends, it would have been awkward to try to just talk to somebody else. So it might've seemed like, Oh, now great. They're thinking I'm hitting on them or, or what do I say? And I don't know what the right words to say where that was a thing that brought me so much joy was seeing the joy on everybody else's faces because everybody was meeting everybody. It, it just felt, and they weren't, and nobody seemed to be talking about their job. That's what I found really refreshing. That is refreshing because people don't need to know what you do. On the yeah. First- What's the most typical thing in a dating app or in a bar or wherever that somebody says to somebody, what do you do for a living? Right. What's your job? What do you do? It's always, what do you do? Well, I work at blah, blah, blah. And, but with this, nobody was doing that. So it's like the conversations weren't cliche. They were real. They were more like telling a story about even what just what they did earlier that day with their dog or what, what it was like to get there with their pet or that they love to go um, kayaking together. You know, just things that would surprise people. And they were sharing more about what they actually did for fun, 
which I think revealed so much more about the person. Like you were saying, like, did they get vulnerable? I think they, it just naturally came to them that way that you could open up and be vulnerable. You, uh, the conversations were not surfacy at all, well, you like know? It. And yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, oh yeah. And I was just saying people were talking to other people that I think they normally would not have talked to. What I like is when I see that someone's gotten a dog, like one of my friends or somebody, and I know them many years and I see they got a dog, all of a sudden I'm thinking they're going to have a lot more happiness in their life. Mm-hmm. They're going to be so much more like connected. They're going to feel so much better about things because animals relieve stress. It's a fact. Animals make us happy and animals are one of the best things we can invest in to help yeah. us get through trying times in life and not feel lonely and isolated and feel animals make us laugh. They do. I mean, just, they just do they the silliest things. And I think that's why even TikTok is so popular when people put their pets on there because they just, they make you laugh or they're just so uh, entertaining. I agree. Think about it. How many, what's the most watched videos? The most viral videos are about dogs, kittens, cats. <laughs> not about us usually people don't want to tune in and watch us do something silly in the house <laughs> right if you see a, if you see a cute dog jumping into bed in between the covers and rolling around that's going to be clickbait if you <laughs> yeah. see a person like us doing that they're going to call someone on us. <laughs> right. looking at animals i'll say this from a psychic perspective i've been involved in only a couple of cases over the years, when I say clients, cases, whatever, I helped locate a missing dog in New York state um, from a friend, family friend from a wedding I met. They were in the Pocono, uh, in the Adirondacks up in New York. And I was able to locate the dog by connecting to the dog's energy. Wow. Describing the leash they had, the house they'd wind up in and the type of dog without them telling me anything. And I said, they'd find the dog within an hour, within a day. And they did. And it freaked me out. I was like, how was I able to connect to that dog's energy? That's the first time I ever did that. And then other times I've had people who greet pets and I'll give a regular reading to them. And all of a sudden I'm picking up on their love, deceased loved one. That's a, that's a dog or a cat or whatever kind of animal. And they come through just like our regular relatives do. So guess what? I tell people animals have souls. I said that earlier. I'll mm-hmm. say that again. Animals have souls. So when you think of your animal and you're adopting your animal, that's an adoption. And like, I have two animals and I made a commitment to one for as long as both of them for as long as I live, but You've got to incorporate that into your life because when you cross over, when they cross over, guess what? They're connected to you because that love connection, like you were talking earlier, someone can grieve their pet sometimes more than their own parent. Well, that loved one, that mini loved one is still connected to us. They'll come to us in dreams. They'll help us with our spiritual growth. They'll work through the grief. And so I've had, I mean, I've had animals that come through and I don't advertise myself as a pet psychic or anything like that. Cause I don't feel like that for me. That's not where I'm at, but when people come and, and, and they ask me questions and they're grieving someone like a relative that's passed. And then all of a sudden now I find out there's also grief of a dog. And I'll say, you have a bowl, <laughs> you have a, you have a, okay. You must have an animal because they're talking about their favorite bowl and you've never put it away. And they died four months ago. And the person starts bawling their eyes out. Cause they're like, Oh my God, I still have the bowl out on the floor in the, in the kitchen. I can't put it away. And it's like, your dog's telling me to tell you, by the way, they, it's okay to put the bowl away. They're with you. They're with you. And, and it's like the most subtle references that only an animal can know with their, with their, their love, the loved one, the owner, um, mm-hmm. the partner. Right. And so that tells me a little bit about spirituality with animals. 
And I wanted to ask you, because my show deals with spirituality. And when I say spiritual, I don't mean religious. I mean the spirit of the animal. We're all made of spirit energy, in my opinion. And so when we cross over, my viewpoint is that we the body leaves the soul, just like we learn in any traditional religion, and we go to the next place. Well, the thing that we don't always know is that they're connected to us here. Love connects us, right? So I want to ask you, do you have any viewpoints about animals in that sense that when they cross over, we're going to be reunited with our deceased animals as well in the future. So I will tell anyone listening to the show that my experiences as a, as a, as a psychic is that animals stay connected to us, just like our loved ones do. And that anyone who dies and loses their animal and grieving your animal, just know that animal's still with you. They'll come to you in dreams. You may feel their energy on your bed. If they sleep in bed with you, you might feel them in the morning. If you used to take them out for walks on a cold winter day, you may feel them run across, you know, like a breeze run across you. It doesn't, it, it, it's the same thing like humans. Energy is energy. So spirit energy for an animal is the same as spirit en- energy for a human. And our connection, that love connection continues. And I didn't know if you've had any personal feelings about that. And if you did, what are your thoughts in terms of our connection to our animals and, and, and the enduring bond that even I feel pre, you know, it goes beyond death. Oh, I'd love that you asked this question. And I definitely feel that. Um, I truly hope that that's the case, but I, I've, I go beyond hope. I really think it it does exist. And I've had different moments where I've felt that. Uh, So especially with with my first dog, as I was telling you the story about Shiraz, and I do feel like from the moment I met her, it was just like tingly, you know, just, I I always just felt like, oh my God, this is, this is the dog for me. That, That lady was so correct. And, and she was just my little angel that came to me. And there were a number of things, especially with Shiraz. I mean, and I loved, I've had three greyhounds now, but um, there was just something really special about her. And I think what it was also is that she paved the way of my connection to dogs, my mission and purpose for my life. My true purpose for my life is connecting people with their pets. And then she just kind of, and then I think also it was just, I found my spirit animal um, of the greyhound. So even the particular breed that for whatever reason, like as soon as I met the greyhound breed, I just knew that was the one for me. And, and I found this especially interesting with all the events I did too. And the interviews with people is we tend to flock to a certain breed. Right. And I'll notice that again, like if somebody gets one pug, they get three pugs. Or if they get bulldogs, that's their, that's their thing. Or that they get golden retrievers or they're a lab person, you know, it's, and it's funny, like, what is it about our human behavior that why are we so attracted to a certain breed even? And I do think it is that spirituality of that certain connection that we resonate and it's, it's looks for one, but it's also, we share some of those personality traits, um, that we actually are like in those mannerisms and, or we aspire to be that. So I think because I always something about the gracefulness too of the greyhound and just they're looking so regal, but they're, they're also so gentle and just calm and loving that that's what I aspire to be. Um, but I don't even know that I'm as worthy, you know, I'm still working at it where it just seems like the Greyhound just is. And, uh, but I had a lot of instances with, with Shiraz for one, she, she noticed before any other dog, when we were in a dog park one day, and I just, it's funny you're asking about this because it was literally just last week. Um, 
well, it was the first week of August anyway, uh, that I was revisiting and I was in the very same dog run that this happened years ago, a good 15 years ago. And she, I was talking, I was the one talking with other people in the dog run. And meanwhile, she's just laying on the ground because she really didn't care. <laughs> like I was doing the more of the social dog park for me than for her, but she got up all of a sudden and she goes over to the um, bushes and there was a fence that surrounds it, but you couldn't see what was on the other side of the fence. And then she comes back to me and she hits her paw at my leg. And I'm thinking like, it's not like she doesn't normally do that. And I'm like, stop. And then she goes back over to the bushes and I continue talking. And then she comes back and now she's more insistent hitting at my leg. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me go see what she wants. And I'm thinking it's a squirrel over there or something. And as soon as I look over the fence and across and over the bushes, I see a park bench and this man all of a sudden starts having a full seizure and he hadn't, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't having the seizure prior to that. It was as soon as then I look over and then he starts having a seizure. Um, And so we call and we get help and an ambulance comes and everything. And, and we were all looking later with like, it was because of the dog that anybody even noticed because we would not have seen him otherwise. Uh, And other people wouldn't have necessarily seen him. So it's just ever since little stories like that and other things that she did too. I just think she really, uh, she serves such a, they're just so intuitive and they serve such a purpose. I'm going to date my age right now. I'm 45. And I remember Lassie as a little kid. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> loved Lassie, that show from the seventies, eighties, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the connection to our animals is so profound. And I feel like you, you are literally creating an opportunity for people to think about something happy when they meet each other because of their love for their animal. And I feel like that love could then grow into each other's. Love. Yeah, it's leaving everybody on a more positive or they're starting off on a positive Empowering. note and they're going to stay that way. Yeah. And if they're really pet people, then they're going to right find it more positive and happy and funny. If they're not, then they're going to find it annoying and yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, it, this is not going to work or it shouldn't be, you know, sometimes people still do, but they probably shouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, right away. Yeah, you're laughing. I, I equate almost pets too, you know, they'll say a child will laugh 300 times a day, but an adult does fewer than 10. Mm -hmm. If even that we're lucky if we laugh probably 10 times a day, but yet a kid 300. Well, if you have a dog, they're going to help start making you feel more like a kid. Yeah. I nourish, we can nourish our inner children, right? Yeah. There you go. Everybody's got that inner child. And I feel like our animals can help bring that out. And not only can it help bring it out, but they can heal us. Let's mm-hmm. just face that. Our mental health kind of stuff. Animals are an antidote in certain ways. I won't say antidote. Maybe I'll say more of a coping mechanism that helps to create healthier habits when it comes to managing your, your stress, your anxiety, your yeah. depression, whatever it is. But they and could be the antidote too. Could be. Sometimes yeah, just, we just need that one thing to right. just get us out of a funk. And they can be that one thing. You believe how fast this interview is going? Wow. We are literally closing in on the last 10 minutes of the interview. And I'm like, how did that just- We haven't even gotten to, yeah, (laughs) touch on much yet. (laughs) And that's what I want to ask you. So talk to us about, first off, I I need to ask you, how can our audience find you? How can our audience find out more about Fetch a Date? And how can our audience find out more about your book and everything else you offer? Because that's important. I want to make sure. 
Yeah. Well, first, I hope that everybody goes and makes a, a profile and fetch a date if you're single. <laughs> that is the stipulation because <laughs> we do want to help you find love. Uh, I always say fetch a date 2.0 will be, I'd love to also then bring on fetch a friend. So, you know, if you do, are, if you are in a relationship that you can just make friends with other people, but give me maybe a year on that, <laughs> but uh, definitely just go to fetchadate.com or go in your app store, Google play, download the app. It's free. Uh, you can even chat with people for free. There are some in-app purchases. You know, if you want to be seen more, you want to add more than one pet, you do get one pet included, that kind of thing. But uh, that's the, and then this social media, just search up Fetch a Date pretty much everywhere. I'm on Pinterest. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We have a private group as well. Twitter is the only one that it's Fetch a Date app. But all the other ones, YouTube, you'll find us everywhere. Just search up Fetch a Date and we'd love to have you. I, I love that. And I, I'm definitely going to check it out more so than just what I've done for this interview. I, um, I'm looking at what we're talking about today. And if someone was interested, like you just said, to, to create a profile and Fetch a Date, what's a tip that you think people should do when they fill out their profile? Like, What kind of information do you recommend that they should put in there versus other experiences? Is there any kind of recommendations? Oh, yeah. I love that you asked that. And I'm also creating uh, an eight-week course to help people handhold them to even walk through of better ways to write their profile, their bio, right? A motto. Um, but so I definitely would say in the beginning, shorter is better than longer. Um, you know, it's not the time to write 20 paragraphs about yourself. Just try to keep it to one or even two paragraphs and just really hit the highlights. You know, the things that you love to do together, the ways you like to have fun. Like we were talking about earlier, that's what people, when they were having those conversations at the parties, it's like you can build on the connection of just what is it you would do together? How do you each enjoy things outside of everything else you have going on? So talking about, you know, the activities you like to do, or even if it's reading a book, a, a good wine, anything, just sharing a little bit about yourself, but, um, but definitely fill in something in that about you section. Uh, and then, you know, if you need to search up some quotes or so on the motto, I think right away, that's one of the first things people will see in Fetch a Date is what your motto is. And it's funny how just a few words can really share something about yourself. You know, it gives people an idea. Do you have a sense of humor? Uh, are you funny? Are you witty? You know, or do you, are you practical? Uh, so it's, and then the motto can be whatever it is that you want it to be and definitely upload photos. Uh, nobody likes to, you know, have a guessing game. You're just going to get missed if, uh, you know, meanwhile, the pet will be there, but then there's nobody behind that pet. So you definitely need to put up a photo and, and do try to make it a recent photo, at least in the last year. Oh yeah. And, and it's fine. Like, we're, we're I, yeah. And I think the great thing about pet people is I think we're more accepting of, we want the real you. You know, so it doesn't have to be glammed up or this perfect headshot. We don't want the corporate look. You know, it's just we want the real you that just loves to hang out with their pets. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I want to ask you this. When you're looking at this and and did you expect years ago that you'd have a, a, a dating app? Yeah. Touch a date. You've thought about this a while back. I, I was, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I've been, this, it's been in the works for years. <laughs> congratulations on making your passion. Know, it's finally, finally here. <laughs> and looking at our times right now, the uncertainty, how has it been to launch a dating app during the pandemic? Because you think about the pandemic and you think of all the stuff that we're supposed to be social distancing and keeping, di- like, I guess it's probably a powerful ability for us to connect with one another. So I would say that in the in the pandemic, it looks like to me, you're connecting people in a unique way. Yeah. And in a way, it's been a silver lining because um, all dating apps are on the rise. That's- and for instance, there was a, a Fortune article on how Tinder during the pandemic, and especially when it even first started, hit record numbers of swipes. Uh, for instance, in a single day, they had 3 billion swipes in <laughs> one day. Yeah. Okay. Cupid saw a 700% increase. Um, Bumble has in their video calls, like almost every platform has seen an increase. And one thing that I'm excited about too, is that I think, um, well, one, it's it, people don't have as much choice, right? It hadn't been as safe to meet in person. So it really was a better way to meet somebody online. Also online dating, and I'm so excited about this. It's like, it's not taboo anymore. It's not an embarrassment. You know, lots and millions of people are saying how they met on various sites. So it's kind of like the cool thing to do now. And and doing that, I think it's definitely a safer place, whether it be for, uh, women particularly to meet um, that way first, rather than meeting people in person. And through the through the program that I'm starting up too, that I mentioned, if they want some handholding, one of my one of the weeks is all about having five to fifteen dates with people, but all virtual, and not more than fifteen minutes with one person at a time. Okay. So, say, yeah, yeah, like the pre-screen dating, um, but don't even. I think now anymore, it would. It's why would you want to meet in person to begin with? I agree. I think it's better to get to know each other and take those extra steps and precautions because it's probably the responsible, reasonable thing to do right now. I don't think there's even a, a reason why you would not want to do that, mm-hmm. like precaution-wise. Like, let's you're protecting your animals too, right? Because right no from COVID unfortunately, or any other kind of situation. So it's better to do that this way. And I think while we're still dealing with the pandemic, this is a great way to, to socialize virtually and have, especially if you live in a big city or like New York, you mentioned earlier, I grew up outside New York city. I remember in Jersey, I remember how big of a city New York is. And if you want to meet someone in the city without going out to a bar or, or social environment or a park, this is great. And, and honestly, I'm looking at it this way. How, how great would it be if you could meet your match at a dog park right? Mm -hmm. In the perfect context. How romantic does that sound? That sounds like a movie from the (laughs) nineties. Yeah, it does. Right. Or just walking down the street or taking a a hike or yeah, going on a boat or a kayak or there's a number of things you can do or just having coffee, keeping it short, keeping it sweet, walking around. I just, yeah, get, get the body moving. And the other thing I'll say about it is no one's going to care after you meet somebody where you met. <laughs> it's important yeah. to not touch a dead, but what I'm saying is if there's anyone in their mind that thinks like they have an issue with this, you really need to let go of that because we're living in these unique times right now. And anything you can do to make yourself happy and give yourself the ability to meet a partner that's going to make you even more connected and happy and, and, and healthier, it's, it's you're doing amazing things right now. I think I really think fetch a date and everything you're, you're putting out there is positive. And so I love 
your message. Well, thank you. Thanks. And I think my audience will too. I, I, I know they will. And I appreciate you coming on the show to share your message today. Um, I'll say this to you. We're running low on time, unfortunately. So I have to wrap that up just for purposes of, of convenience. Yeah. But I would love to have you come back on again in the future and, and kind of explore this topic further because I think there's more that's there than just one episode and one hour interview. I think there's more to what you're doing than just 60 minutes. And yes. so if we are, if you're interested, I'd love to have you on in the future episode, maybe in a month or so we can come up with another material. I just love the fact that I'm going to be able to have one of my college buddies who hasn't tuned into my show in four years. <laughs> I find actually more than one college friend of mine, because I've been trying to bring them on board to listen and watch my show. Mm-hmm. This is my excuse. Cause they all tease me that I don't have a dog and they all have dogs and I hang out with all of them and I can't bring my bird to the dog park kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going to say you need to watch my episode with Cheryl because it's finally something you're going to be able to connect with Adam, Sherry. I mean, my friends is a joke. Uh, it's just fun. And I- I'm so glad that you came on to do this. And I would this- love to come back and I'd love to, yeah, let's keep exploring the topic. No, let's, let's absolutely do that. And I know for a fact, most people are, dog lovers, cat lovers, whatever kind of lover it is. And there, and, and love is universal. So if you love your animal, why not trans transfer that love and create a, a greater bond with someone else who also loves your animal. That's what I see fetching in my mind. Yay. Thank you. This has been great. Thanks Thank you so much. For, oh my God. I love this. Thanks for having me on. Let me ask you this. If you're a spirit animal, what spirit animal would you be and why? Yeah, I would be a cheetah. Okay. Because the fastest land animal and anymore, it's like, I want to get things done quickly. I want to move throughout the animal kingdom. So, and I've always just loved their, their print, their style, the coloring, the, their pattern. So that would be mine. I would love to be the cheetah. I love that. I'm going to tell you this too. You know how you have fetch a friend? Mm-hmm. They, I also see something you're going to do in the future as a charity nonprofit type of thing for yourself. You're going to provide animals temporarily to people who need them when they're healing or going through some type of catastrophic event. I feel like you're going to get involved with some type of charity kind of thing where you help people who need an animal because of their recovery or whatever they're going through. You're going to do something that has an animal where you assign a pet like a dog or through your app. I think you're going to actually have something on there, not only where they can do a virtual pet thing, but there's going to be something like if you know someone who really needs an animal right now, we will connect you. Like something like that. I don't know. That's just something I'm picking up off your energy. So there can be an expansion yeah. of other areas for you. No, I love that idea. You you give me an idea. So it's funny that you say that because um, over the years, well, and Shiraz was a certified pet therapy dog. We would go to hospitals and That's, we went to Gilda. I didn't know the term and, Yeah. Isn't that funny? So I had done that with her. And then my daughter, she actually, with an organization here, she helps register therapy dogs become uh people who are training their dogs become yeah therapy certified uh, because she yeah full circle because she knew that she had spine surgery and then it was the therapy dogs that we looked so forward to every day to come help her do her therapy physical therapy um but you're right so we were we are involved in that but i would love to have it even somehow as a part of my app that's a great idea expand it I'm telling you that just so you hear no one else in the audience hears that. You're, yes. you're, I'm making a joke. Expand it. Did you, you say? expand it? You're going to expand your app into that kind of idea. And it's going to be something you do as a nonprofit type of extension of what you're doing already, which I think is beautiful, remarkable, and amazing. Well, thank you. Thanks really so much. Do, like when I do my interviews, I learn something from every guest that comes on and I learn something new. And you've showed me 
some creative energy, some talent, some passion, and you spin it all together and you create fetch a date. And I'm a big fan. I love this oh, idea. Thanks. Sure Yay. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing this amazing, passionate elixir. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it, doesn't it just seem like we would all get along if yes. we all just like loved pets and our pets loved us, like we would all feel love. And it's like, how can you, you can't hate when you feel love. No. And, and that's the thing. And, and the other thing animals teach us are unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Learn unconditional love from a pet. So guess what? All the people out there that are, are dealing with a relationship where they're unhappy and they're dealing with something, try to get a pet in your life and see if that helps heal you. I just think a, a pet is what we need. And any kind of pet, dog, yeah, any kind. But hey, we're on fetch a date right now. So I'm going to say, <laughs> and, and I believe it's, it's imperative. It's, it's, it's also something that helps us grow spiritually, which is what I'm all about. Balancing mm-hmm. and, and having your spiritual life come into uh, unison and harmony with everything else in your life. Yeah, it's beautiful. What, what's your spirit animal? Um, I always say owl. <laughs> every oh, okay. episode, the last few minutes of every episode, I say I am an owl because I have two parrots. I grew up with a parrot. Yes, I had a dog. I love dogs too. But my energy, at least spiritually, an owl represents wisdom. An owl has the ability to see beyond. And, and, and my psychic ability, intuitive abilities helps me sometimes to do that. And I feel like owls have the ability to see things from 180, ang- 180 degree angle, kind of like where their neck goes all the way around. Mine doesn't. But that's why I think <laughs> owl is good for me. I just wrote a blog on three animals in nature that mate for life. Uh, and the barn owl is one of them. It's like when they find their mate, it's their, their team, their partners. I, feel like I, I don't, I feel like I'm more of that kind of person. Like when I find yeah, my, like you're loyal, I'll, like, I'll be all about it, but yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I appreciate it. I just want to thank Cheryl Mathis for coming on the show tonight and, and sharing her amazing experience and background with us. I can see why Fetch a Date is such a remarkable idea. A dating app that's mobile. That's a dating mobile app where pet lovers can meet each other. I mean, come on. Anytime you think of, like I said earlier, a viral video, you love to see animals and videos doing cute things. So why not take that, extend it into your dating life? And if a lot of you are single and you're frustrated because of the world we're living in right now and you're not able to go out and meet someone so easily, check out Cheryl's app. Check out Cheryl's information. Read her book. Check into this stuff because there's a reason for it. I think... Animals are one of the main connectors for us in our lives. They're consistent. They're loyal. They give us unconditional love. They teach us about self-respect. They give us boundaries. And as any single person knows, living alone can suck. I'm just being blunt for a minute. But in the big picture of it, check this stuff out because I think there's there's a real recipe for this. And I, I love what Cheryl's doing. Leashes and lovers what a great concept. So definitely check out this information. The stuff's going to be in the show notes. Anything, you know, that you want to know about Cheryl, we'll have in there in the bio as well. And I'm also going to have her contact information so you can find out more about it. You can look at the Fetch a Date app on any of the platforms through your phone, if it's Apple or Google Play or any of that. Check it out. I was looking at it earlier before the interview, and, and I'm telling you, check this stuff out. You're going to be happy you did. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Stay positive. Check out Fetch a Date. Because if you're positive and you're on Fetch a Date, anything's possible. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. 
You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric Air.